Hey guys, welcome back to Two Terrible Sports Analysts Podcast, episode 14, here with Colin. Hey guys. And these are kind of old because we missed out last week because I was traveling and I didn't feel like recording. I did record the gaming one, so go listen to that if you haven't. But anyway, getting right into it. Is AD back to his old self or does he still have time to get No, I think he's completely out of his prime at this point. Just, I mean, he's a power forward slash center. They get more wear and tear than the guards do because they're down there still playing bully ball. And he's one of the ones that hasn't quite extended his game out to be a stretch. So he's, he usually don't go past, uh, uh, trying to think. He usually don't go past the foul line when shooting the ball. So, as far as that goes, and he's still fighting injury. He's last few games he's been doing good, yes, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to be bad when you got LeBron as a pretty much point guard, right? Unless you're us, but almost <laughs> yeah. No, I personally, with his age and where he is in the league, I think he's just outside of his prime, and he'll slowly start declining. I say he probably has about another three or four good years, and then it'll start declining fast. Okay. So he's not back to his old self, according to Colin. Well, if we were going to talk about this last week like we was going to, I would have said yes. But another week has came, and last night he left early with a foot injury. So, I changed my mind. But I will go ahead and put the stats out there. In 22 games, which he's played more than that, but like I said, this was last week. In 22 games, he's averaging 27.5 points per game, 12.3 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks. And three out of four games last week, he had 44, 55, and 31. So, he's doing better than he was last year, obviously. But I know watching him last year, and even – at the beginning of this season, you can just tell he's playing like he's afraid of injuring himself again. So he's kind of taking it easy. Which is smart, but at the same time, it's not doing the team no good. Right, it's smart, but it's not benefiting the team at all. So we need you to play how you usually play. That's why they got you and brought you in, is to play like you usually play, not play like you're a grandpa. That's right, just to present, protect yourself from injury, which is smart because I, mean, I don't know what the same person wants to go out there and hurt themselves. But at the same time, you got enough money, you can retire at any point. Right, and he did, I guess it have been the week before, he did get player of the week with 37.8 points per game, 13 rebounds, and 3.3 blocks. So that's pretty good for player of the week. But like I said, he left last night early due to a foot injury. He only had 10 points, and LeBron had 30. So. But LeBron played the full game and AD left early. So, um, like I said, if this was a week ago, I'd say yes, he's back. But once again, he has injured himself. So I'm going to say he still has time to come back to his former self. Maybe not as durable as he used to be, but dominant, yes. And just remember, I called before Ashton did because I put this down same time he put his down. Right, yeah. I'm not even going off the injury last night. That's just my prediction because 
we've seen it with Derrick Rose in the past. You know, once your body starts breaking down from all the wear and tear that you put on it in the league, it don't recover easily. Especially being a big. I just got a notification as we're speaking about this podcast. Lakers' Anthony Davis will play Friday against the Nuggets, so keep a lookout for him Friday. See what he does. He don't hurt his left foot. Probably. <laughs> I think it was his left foot that he hurt. I think so. So, kind of coincidence that we were talking about AD and they just got a notification about AD. So keep keep a look on him Friday. See what he does. Although it won't be real time for you guys, but that's not what counts right now. That's right. But, I mean, his points per game, What when he does play, he's playing good, I guess, because he's having, like I said, 27.5 points per game, 12.3 rebounds for a power forward slash center. That's you know, pretty solid. So just him staying healthy is the issue, and that's been the issue for the past three years. Yep, constant. Injury. Now, his first year with the Lakers, he, he was amazing. He was hardly ever hurt. They won that championship. He was dominant. Helped LeBron. Didn't have Russ. So. The weird bubble championship. Yeah, the bubble championship. Yeah. But then just last year in the year. Yeah. No, last year. Year before last year. And then this year. He's been injured. Of course, we've got Russ now. So, he's not helping because he sucks. But. It's just, I think if he stays healthy, he'll come back. If he continues to get hurt every single week, then no, he won't come back. He'll retire within the next three, four years. That's still my time stamps. Yeah. <laughs> well. Which, I mean, that's 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 about average length of NBA career anyways, because when he came into the league... 2010. Wait. Um, here, I'll get you. Uh, I, right now. I got it first. 2012. 2012. Was, that's what my initial answer was going to be was 2012. So this is officially his 10th season in the NBA. Yeah. So about 14. I mean, and, and for a big. Like you said, they take more wear and tear. So usually, typically, they retire a little earlier than a guard or a small forward. So I say it's usually ten or twelve is about how long a power forward center lasts. Yeah. So, but he's been dominant all of this time up until he got that initial injury, and then ever since then, his body just seems to be decaying as he walks. Yeah. But usually, right. Your seven, eight year mark is when people hit their primes. Yeah. Unless you're LeBron. Uh, and then, yeah, unless you're LeBron, you come into the league in your prime and then you're still in your prime when you're almost 40. So. Yep. But yeah, like I said, your average guy, which Anthony Davis at this point seems like your average guy, he was big whenever he was big, but now. Yeah. His body's finally saying, I can't take it anymore. Yep, and it's sad to see because athletes, that's, I mean, it's typical for athletes. Your body's not, it's not made to take out wear and tear almost on a daily basis. So, even when they're not playing, they're still playing. 
Right. They're still practicing. They're still doing drills. They're still working out. Their body doesn't get a rest very often. Which obviously they got millions of dollars to fix their body, but still some guys put in more money to their bodies than whatever guys do. Right. Like LeBron puts millions to his body every year, and that's why he's still in the shape he is. Anthony Davis probably doesn't do that to the extent. Nope, I doubt it. And if he does, then he needs to fire whoever he's giving the money to because it ain't helping. Yeah. Or go take his teammates' personal trainer. Yeah. Baptition, the whole nine yards. Yeah, everything. All right, moving on. Illinois versus Texas recap. I'm assuming you're talking about the basketball game that went on? Yeah. Because I couldn't find the football game where Illinois and Texas played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basketball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a – I'm going to call it a partial upset just because it was a 17 beating a two seed. It's not like, you know, an unranked team beat the number two team in the nation. But at the same time, any right. upset is still good to watch and, you know. It was a close game. It was a close for... game, and the... it's fairly common. But, you know, usually I'll, I'll say this in the terms of March Madness right around the corner now, even though the basketball season just started technically. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> at the same time, March rolls around, you see the 15s beating the twos all the time. So it's, it ain't really, yeah. I mean, and this is a 17 seed, so. If the tournament was to start at the same time as I was talking right now, obviously that number two seed would be a number one seed. Or was it Texas that was number two? Yeah. So uh, yeah. And it was 17. Uh, Illinois was number 17. Yeah. So Texas would have been a one seed and Illinois would have been a four or a five seed. Yeah. Depending on, you know, where they're listed at on the, I think they're, Northeast is what they're considered on the bracket thing when it gets set up. But, you know, so it was so. just, in reality, they it wouldn't have been a game that wouldn't have got played until like the Sweet 16 or around the 32, potentially, based off upsets. So, well, no, because yeah. it wouldn't even been upset then. Because at that point, like I said, it would have been a five beating a two, and no one makes a big deal about it. So the fact that it's the start of the season, it's not March Madness. Not really nothing to be too amazed about. Like I said, close games are always fun to watch, but the fact of it being a technical upset and really worth a true thing is it's just an everyday of basketball. It's too early in the season to see if Texas losing. I think Texas will be in the top four by the end of the season anyways. Okay. Yeah, um, that game, it was a close game. Like I said, Terrence Shannon, Shannon Jr. scored 12 of his 16 points in overtime, including the tie-breaking three-pointer with three minutes and 34 seconds remaining. And then the number 17, Illinois, handed second-ranked Texas their first loss of the season. So it being – I mean, I know the basketball season just started, but there, like you said, there's already been a lot of upsets, which isn't as noticeable or noteworthy until March Madness, then you really see the upsets taking place that actually matter. But like you said, close games, they're always good to see no matter who's playing. 
whether it's completely junk teams. But just the fact that they were both ranked makes it a little bit better to watch. Still worth huh? I said, even if it's a team where it's 50 to 52 at the final buzzer, it's still worth seeing if it's a game winning shot. I mean, obviously, I know it wasn't like a game winning shot is what was to separate, but still a close game is a close game. Yeah. Like Kyrie's game winning shot last night. That's right. His first career. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. I seen it going to the Sports Center this morning. Yeah. Against the Raptors. Really? It's Kyrie. Kyrie, he finally pulled the clutch, but it was the clutch clutch because it was a buzzer beater. Yeah. I mean, he had that one in the finals. It wasn't – it was technically what won the game, but it wasn't at the buzzer against the Warriors in the 2016 final. Yeah. It's not like LeBron doing that to Toronto in the playoffs. Yeah, repeatedly. Which I, it's just – that's which, but again, at this point, me saying this and me just saying that, it's the Raptors, so it don't really make a difference. The Raptors just like losing like that. Right, they're just used to, and they don't have either one of their star players anymore that got it from LeBron, which is Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. But still, something with the Raptors team, I guess. Yeah, they still got Van Fleet. Van Fleet just likes getting it put in his eye because that's how he's done too. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the little yeah. Drake look alike. He does look like Drake. <laughs> He's he's grown as a player the past few years. Van Fleet. Oh yeah, I like Van Fleet. He's he's a good guy. Like player. Yeah, well. yeah. He's he's. I think he'll continue to get better. So, and uh, him and Pascal Siakam, they can carry that team once they both get there. Because he's Siakam's a good young player too. So, and he was most improved a couple years ago. So, we'll see. Siakam's not that young. I don't Maybe think he was so. young a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how that works. <laughs> well, he might not be anymore. I don't know. Uh, he's. I thought it was fourteen, but it's sixteen. So I mean, so he's still he's still young, still pretty young. Yeah, but I don't First, think he was one of those. I was a freshman getting drafted. I think he was a later player. Yeah, he's twenty eight. Six years. So, 22. So, yeah, he wasn't a freshman. No. So he yep. been First a round, 27th by the Raptors. Yep. So, yeah, he's still got time. Him and Van Lee got time. Still, though. Yep. And, like I said, he's a power forward slash center. as same thing as AD. So, I say he probably has another three or four good years right. if he stays healthy. Before yeah. he hits his prime, or he might start his prime this NBA season since it's already occurred to wait for the season now. And the Raptors are, he might. I mean, if the playoffs was to start tomorrow, the Raptors will be in it. I think they're six or seven, aren't they? Mm, they'd be in the playing tournament. They're the 10th seed right now. I'm, I'm a little reckless with my assumptions today. <laughs> <laughs> they would be in the play-in tournament, so they'd have a chance to be that eighth seed. All right, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> but man, look at just looking at the standings. I know we talk about it pretty much every week, but standings: the the defending champions, Warriors, eleventh in the West right now. 
and the Grizzlies of all teams. Oh, they still beat the Celtics. They put they put the stomping on the Celtics the other day. In Did the they match? Oh yeah, I think it was like one hundred five to like one twenty three. Hmm. And then the Celtics I mean, barely beat the Lakers. Good. Yeah. Well, after blowing a twenty point lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Can't well, wait that part. They blew a twenty point lead. Yeah, which is, I mean, honestly, a lot of teams do it, but it seems like the Celtics more notably blow big leads and then have to fight their way in the end of the game to win the game. I mean, a win is a win, but if you're already up by 20, there's a reason why you're up by 20, so you should be able to kick it down and win by 40. Right, but that's Instead the thing. They just yeah, – we'll make it a close game. Yeah. They just let up because they're up, and then they're like, oh, crap, they're coming back. Which, I mean, I guess that's an advantage of having a young team because they're able to fight back. Yeah, but that what's the point fight back if you already got the lead? Just play some defense and keep playing like you've been playing. Exactly. Continue doing what you was doing, you'll be good. Don't let up the gas, which is obviously what they've done against the Lakers. Yeah, and then Jalen Brown walked and yeah, potentially won the game. In OT. Yeah, I'm a Celtics fan. I'll agree with that one. That was a walk because I was going to point out to you. I was like, "Look, he walked right here." He did, and that, nobody even said anything about it. I didn't see anybody say anything about it. Yeah, no, not even Sports Center did. It was free baby steps. Yeah, like, that's still. Yeah, that's a complete travel. The ref should have caught that. Obviously, they obviously wasn't looking at his feet. <laughs> I don't know. They must not have been looking at him at all. In the video, it looks like he's looking up towards like the because there's a ref right there beside of him. Yeah, he must have been looking at. He's like, "Man, it's overtime. I want to go home." That's right. I bet you saw this kid walk him and hit the shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but number one in the West right now is the Grizzlies, which is a shock, and the Pelicans are number two, and that's all I'll say. Morant's pretty good. I mean, he is more than good. He's great, but the Pelicans. They got a washed up Zion and a Brandon Ingram. I mean, Zion's doing what he was supposed to be doing four years ago. Yeah, four years ago, and then now, and he'll he'll get hurt in a month. Uh, I guarantee it. He's just a young AD at this point. Even with the same original <laughs> team. Yeah. This must be something with the Pelicans. That's right. <laughs> All right, we got. Ingram's going to start being broken. Probably. I mean, he's already kind of broken. <laughs> All right, we got a kind of off on that, but that's okay. Rams pick up released Baker Mayfield, the defending NFL champion. Yeah, picked him up and then. Uh... He had a comeback win on his first game in. He wasn't a starter that game. I think he came in for like six minutes left. But I think he came back for like 13 points or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, it was a nice comeback win. Which we're, we're going to discuss it because obviously we're recording both of these podcasts today. So when you guys listen to episode 15 – it's going to be said again, but he's officially the starter for the Rams now. Yep. 
Drew Stafford is going back to his old line ways. Not 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 like a bad line, but the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I said, Baker's the new starter quarterback for the Rams, so that's what the Rams have to look forward to. I mean, he's on a good team. I mean, they're they won a championship last year. It's just under center hasn't been good this year for the team. And the only reason why he came in was because they're struggling. Both quarterbacks got injured. Well, I think they sat Stafford when the second string got injured. Yeah. But now he's a starter, so good for him. Yep. But yeah, um, that game you was talking about against the Raiders, I believe, is what you're talking about. Um, he went 22 for 35 for 230 yards. So, And that's not even playing full game, so that's pretty good. That's six yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty good. I think it was like 638 was what was left, roughly. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, that's not bad. 22 for 35, 230 yards with only about six, almost seven minutes left. That's pretty good for a guy that was just released a couple days later. That is still I mean, a couple of days later. Pass attempts that is in a short period of time. Right. Yeah, that's like a lot of You would have never seen that 20 years ago. No. It's just like the amount of three-pointers in the NBA right now. You'd never seen that 20 years ago, 10 years ago. No, definitely not. And, I mean, that's back when we was in our days playing the sports. And, I mean, I yeah. think Clay County's behind on times, but, my goodness, you run the ball every single play. No wonder why the defense knows what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Every single play you run the ball. I hardly ever have a passing play. But, yeah, it's just like I said, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy had 22 completions, and they free, he freed the ball 35 times in six minutes. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Time-wise, that's a throw every five seconds. Well, yeah. Basically every six seconds because it was, I mean, one away from being 36. Yeah. But still, yeah, you're throwing pass every five seconds. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's only even count the other team having the ball. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy to see him uh, playing well. I've always kind of not been a huge fan of Baker Mayfield, but I've I've watched him closely as you know in his days in college and then getting drafted by the Browns and stuff. So, and he's been on our podcast quite a bit this since. Well, obviously we just started, but still. Yeah, yeah, I like Baker Mayfield. He's, I think he's been a topic pretty much once every two weeks. It seems like. Yeah, something's always happening with him. Same with. Uh, of course, Russ, because he sucks, and Ben Simmons, because he sucks. We just like to see We're people fail. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on with him. All right, moving on to the Titans. They fire GM John Robinson with a winning record at that. Yeah, uh, and hardly ever – in the middle of the season, even if the team sucks, do you ever see a GM get fired? It's coaches all day long. Yes, yeah, coaches all day long, which I know we talked about it some last week, is do you look into the coaches or do you look into the GM, which it wasn't over the Titans, it was over somebody else. But apparently the Titans yeah. will listen to our podcast just like you should be. They fired right. a GM right in the middle of the season with a winning record and a payoff to potential team. And I think they're close to clinching a playoff berth. 
Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, at the time I done my notes, they were seven and five and first in the AFC South, so probably not far from it. That's right. And so yeah, it's just one of those things. Like okay, but me saying that, I think something had to be going on behind closed doors, and to this date, even though this topic came up with two weeks ago, they still haven't released why they done it. No, because just I believe it was at the beginning of the season or last year, they extended his contract along with the head coach. Yep. So, like so said, I think something, something had to happen. Get, as you're saying, I think it's uh, like behind closed doors what was going on had to do something. So I wouldn't be surprised if like the guy gets arrested or something soon, per se. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, if you're first in your conference – and you have a winning record, hardly ever do you see anybody get fired, especially the GM. So unless something happens. Never the GM. Yeah, never like did. Said, you can be a the own 16 line thing and fire their GM. Right. And but they'll fire a coach all day, even though it may not be the coach's problem. It he just he can only coach with what players the GM gets him. If the players suck, then they suck. I mean, you can't coach suck. That's right. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to be professional athletes, but at the same time, the right parts need to go somewhere. Right, and that doesn't mean just because they're professional professional athletes that players can play together. Some players just don't go good together, so you just got to find that nice match. Exactly. Yeah, and – like I said, something majorly had to happen behind closed doors for them to be like, yeah, we don't want you no more, especially after extending a contract. Right, yeah. It's just odd. Okay. Uh, this might be our last topic. Almost out of time. But um, the NBA announces a new trophy for the team, the NBA team with the top record of the regular season. You mean a participation trophy for adults? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty much as a participation trophy in the pro sports. Uh, I mean, they are paid millions. Congrats on being a top team and not winning at all is basically what I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you go. We're paying millions of dollars, and we're paying these coaches millions. We're paying these GMs millions. And here, as a team – you may have had the best record in the NBA, but I mean, it's possible to bet they could go on and win it all. But usually, that's not usually the best best record. Don't go on and win it all, right? Very Just look at the seventy. Has. Yeah, look at the seventy-two nine um, Warriors or seventy-three nine, whatever it was. Yeah, they so lost like in the, the finals. Top winning team don't don't always win it all. So in saying that, no. I think it only happens. It don't happen very often. It's not a very high percentage. I don't know the exact one, but it's not very high. Mm. So being the top and you're getting a trophy for it, like I said, it's, that's why I said what I said. It's basically a participation trophy for having the best record. <laughs> like, hey, you wasn't good enough to make it. Right. That's the regular season. Right. Yeah, uh, I agree with what you're saying, but I think it's more because they're naming all these trophies after players or somebody important in the NBA. So I think it's more they're coming out with trophies to 
celebrate those people more than the teams or even the players. I, before, I believe two of those people are already dead, so why, I mean, yet again, why commemorate them now? Right, because this one would be the Maurice Padoloff Trophy for the top record NBA. And then there's also they're also coming out with other trophies, too. I've seen um, – I have it here. The league also unveiled several more redesigned trophies Tuesday, which was like two weeks ago. The Joe Dumars Trophy for Sportsmanship. The Red Aubach Trophy, which was, I believe – was he a coach for the – coach GM, something for the Celtics a long time ago. He died. Um, trophy for Coach of the Year. The – Twyman Stokes Trophy for the league's best teammate and the NBA Executive of the Year Trophy have new looks. So um, each features an embedment inside a 15-inch crystal net structure. Yeah, that's just too many trophies, in my opinion. I mean, they've already had a Coach of the Year Trophy, but they're just naming it after people. They already had the... um, MVP trophy, but they're naming it after somebody now. They already had the conference trophies. They're naming them after different people now. So they're just naming them after different players that may or may not still be alive. So I think it's just to celebrate other players that have come and gone or whatever more than it is to just celebrate the teams. They're just trying to find ways to celebrate those other players that were all NBA grades. But still, some of those trophies haven't existed yet. So, yet again, I stick with mine. They're already making millions. Just let the dollars speak and not a trophy. Right. Yeah, exactly. I agree sure with that. at some point in their life, whoever's in that league, whether it's a GM or anything, has the whole entire trophy case full of stuff already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're good enough – Well, if they're good enough to – have the trophy named after them, they probably already have a bunch of trophies and they don't need a trophy named after them. That's right. So yeah, screw the NBA's idea of doing that. <laughs> Make them work for it. You're already paying the millions. That's how it should be. Right. You exactly. want to put food on their table? I mean, it might if they sell it because it's like gold and diamonds and crap. Yeah, again, they're already making millions, so why would they need to do that? Ask Floyd Mayweather why he keeps needing to do fights in his 40s. Yeah, or why you see a bunch of bands that's been dead for 20 years automatically get back together. It's because they waste their money. (laughs) And they need money. They're broke. Then you need to buy a financial advisor and not trust yourself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because just paying that person a little bit of money will at least be like, yeah, you can't do this. Right, yeah. But oh, that's all the time we got. We do have two topics that we did not talk about, but you won't hear them in the next podcast because we already got the topics picked out and we're doing that later today. But you'll hear it in the week after that. Right. So keep a lookout for the next two weeks for those. But as always, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Two Terrible Podcasts. Go buy our merch, wear it around for our two terrible sports analysts and three terrible gamers podcast at Red Bubble. Link will be in the description of the podcast episode. And 
all of our other socials, Instagram. We do have a Twitter. Collins running our socials from now on because I didn't have time for it and I didn't feel like it. So props to Colin for that. That's right. I am the Twitter enthusiast, but I don't have an idea what I'm doing. Still trying to get Ashton to make his Facebook. Yeah, I haven't had time. I'll get that eventually. That's right. Do it today. I could. But I still got to research so, for go, today's topics. Yeah. Yeah. So go follow our soon to be Facebook or Twitter or, well, our gaming podcast. You go give it a listen as well. And we will be experimenting as long on this podcast and our gaming podcast as well. Uh, video podcasts from that one. So we just got to find the right platform for us to get the good video and still get the good audio as well. So we're going to be experimenting with that. So eventually here pretty soon, you guys might be getting some video podcasts. If you'd rather watch us talk instead of just listening to us, but if you'd rather listen, then it'll also be available as it already is on Apple podcast, Spotify, all of the others too. So, and also TikTok and YouTube shorts will probably be also other endeavors that we go with when we get the video going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get uh, definitely. Colin will run the TikTok because I've never even, I don't even know, I don't even have a TikTok, so I don't even know what I'm doing with that. I didn't have it. I just got it for the purpose of his podcast. <laughs> yeah. Summer, she uses TikTok, but I've never even, I've never even touched the app. I've never even opened the app on her phone. I don't know what it is, but we will figure it out and get you guys. That way, more people can find our podcasts and be happy listening to our voices. And put high quality content out there, everybody. That's right. Not the robotic episode from the first episode. That was awful. <laughs> first We've had so many audio issues. On first on... episode of this one. Yeah, yeah. We've had so many audio issues with these, but we're getting it figured out slowly. If you guys would buy more stuff, then we would have more money to for more equipment, but that's not that's the right. point. Ashton put the Free Table Gamers one on blast last week, so you guys get it this week. That's right. <laughs> But like I said, guys, your listen's enough. It'll, it helps us out more than you think. So we appreciate it. And that's I'm out. See you guys next week. Later, guys.